along. You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last. What up? What up? Real Coach JB here, last uh, last uh, podcast of the week. I'll be back Sunday, actually, though. Um, actually, that's my new week, even though it's the end of this week. So if you ain't no fucking math major, um, you won't understand how it works. Um, back to the Slapdick Podcast, man. Uh, going to be titled, We Have Created This Monster. So I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to jump on my YouTube live real quick. So, show brought to you by Manscaped. Um, lot to talk about, man. Lot to, uh, lot to uh, discuss on this Friday morning on the West Coast before 8 o'clock. Early bird gets the worm. That's what I used to be. To- I was told by my grandpa growing up. Early bird gets the worm, man. I learned that a long time ago. Hard work. Desire, dedication, all that shit. It all happens before uh, sun up, man. And then you're supposed to drink before sundown. But that's his. that was his uh, ideology. You can talk shit or not. It's up to you. I really don't give a fuck. But listen, man. Show's brought to you by Manscaped. Um, Slap Dick Podcast. Make sure you guys follow... Um, my YouTube live guys, what's going on? Uh, I've engaged Brent, uh, just chilling, man, doing this little slapdick podcast on this fine Friday quarantine day, fucking three hundred or whatever. Um, but anyway, man, quote of the day to get this show going: um, All progress takes place outside of our comfort zone. So, like I said, all progress takes place outside of our comfort zone. That's just how it goes, man. Uh, Gabe, what up? All progress takes place outside our comfort zone. That is a true, just something I live by, man. And uh, if you think it's supposed to be sunshine and rainbows and you're going to go make some real money or go do this thing the real way, you're fooling yourself. So, I don't know. Yeah, Gabe, we got to get it in, man. Uh, So, the title of this show is We Created This Monster. Um, and I'm going to get into why, what monster we created, but it's all of us collectively, just so we all clear. Society's failed as these youngsters, parents, coaches, we've all fucking failed this, this thing. So we created this monster, and uh, I'll get into it. Hot topics, man. I got to say, you know, I, I've been talking shit about baseball. It's fucked up. Um, enabled prima donna fucks. I won't watch it. I don't know if I'll watch it again, ever, but I won't watch any games this year. And I'm a Dodger fan, L.A., right? But Mookie Betts may be the first dude, and I haven't watched a game, but I've seen the highlights and I've heard the stories. Mookie Betts may be the first dude I have seen in recent years that jumps out to me that I can say, all right, this cat may be worth the big money they paid his ass. He throws out cats like Raul Mondesi. He hits like Pedro Guerrero. He runs like Ozzie Smith. So kudos to him. 
hey, keep helping the Dodgers win, even though I can or wa- won't watch you fucks play one game. Um, but at least we know this cat's legit and worth $300 million. Uh, he's had multiple three home run games um, this year, and I guess he's on fire as of late. So uh, I guess he's worth getting from Boston. And maybe uh, I know they beat the shit out of the Padres last night. Um I ain't going to clown my boy Gabe. He's a San Diego cat, but he's an L.A. cat, so I'm sure he's probably a Dodger fan. Um, so, mean potatoes, man. There's a lot to talk about. Uh, Ernest, what up? Big shout-out to my boys from Africa. Um, mean potatoes, man. Listen, I'm going to ask a couple questions. I don't know if there's any coaches in the YouTube live or whatever, but uh, later on when the show airs, you guys can hit me up. But what happens to kids... What happened to our kids that have that have issues, um, and what happened to them coming to talk to the coach or somebody inside the program um, before they go blasted out to somebody outside of the program? What happened to those days? What happened to not putting people's business out on the front street? Like what what happened to those days? Because back in the day, you'd have got your bitch ass knocked out or even killed. Take it a step, even more real step, for cats that used to snitch, cats that used to talk shit, cats that used to put people's business out on Front Street. All these things used to be, there used to be a fucking consequence for every fucking decision someone made. Every choice someone did had, there was a consequence that you may had, have to face. We don't, these kids don't have no consequences no more, man. So you're giving these kids so much fucking leash and they're just running that, they're just running with it, man. But anyway, the reason I talk about this, I know why, and I know why it's happened because we've allowed it and we've created this monster. We, we've allowed it for the past 20 plus years um, and, and we've created a monster, man. We, we have failed at, the home as parents, we have failed at schools as teachers, coaches, administrators, and fucking counselors. I'm going to give you guys a little tidbit here. I talked to a counselor the other day, and I asked her specifically, do your kids know how to graduate and become NC2A eligible if you ask them right now? And these are juniors and seniors. She said, no. I said, I know they don't because I've gone around to 28 high schools. Those are, that's thousands of kids. And I've all asked all of them, raise your hand if you can tell me exactly how to get out of this school and become NCAA eligible. How do, are you become what's called a qualifier? Not one kid can answer that question. And the coach is looking around like it's your fault. And I'm looking at the coaches like, no, motherfucker, it's your fault. Your job is to teach these motherfuckers. And you're, if you're depending on a counselor that clocks in at 9 in the morning and clocks out at 3 in the afternoon and won't take a call after, at 3.01 if your kid need dependent on it, if you're depending on that motherfucker, ignorance is life-threatening and you should be fucking castrated. Our clocks and jobs and phones and texts and 
all these things don't ever lock up. They never close down, coaches. And our job is to create more leaders, not more fucking followers. So you should be teaching your kids. Now, never not one of my kids has ever left a high school program of mine and not known how to fucking graduate. That is your job, coach. How do you think these kids know? They don't know. The counselors don't know. I asked this counselor, do you understand that your kids need 10 core classes after their junior year? Used to not have to have that, but a few years ago they changed it. So out of your 16 core classes, you need 10 of them after your junior year. Or you're done. You're JUCO bound. Do you know half these coaches and counselors don't even know that? So to me, they're the most overpaid. They further proof there's no investment in these kids. And you wonder why you get walked over, shit talked to, eraser stone at your back. Because you have no investment. The kids ain't. Listen, you can call the kids retarded, stupid, all this shit. They're not dumb. And I'm just telling you, the kids ain't dumb. And they'll see right through your bullshit. And if you ain't got no fucking investment in these cats, then guess what? Piss on you. And they're going to fucking do whatever they got to do. Because now you've lost their interest. And they don't have any fucking faith in you. And you can't even teach them how to fucking graduate. But guess what? I flipped the script on that. And yeah, man, Gabe, I got a guy on here on YouTube, my buddy, my boy Gabe, man. Shout out to Gabe Gotti, man. Um, he, his wife's a teacher and says that the teachers are more worried about social media than the kids. And they write and speak the same way. I'm just telling you, I already know how it is. And they don't connect with kids. We already know that. But the thing is, you expect these kids to know how to graduate and you can't even fucking, you don't even know there's 10 core classes needed after the junior year. And, and athletics eligibility is a little different than general population. So you got to go do a little more research. And I flipped the script, though, like I talked to these kids. I cussed their asses out, too, in a loving way, of course, that I the lover that I am. But I fucking tell the kids, you know what? It's your job to be the fucking CEO of yourself, too. Fuck your coach if he ain't going to teach you. What are you going to do? Just sit there and drown? No, you're going to go figure it out. So your ass supposed to go figure out because maybe your home life is fucked up. There's no excuses. Coach, I, I smoke weed every day because I'm just so stressed out. Shut the fuck up. I was raised by the largest dope dealer in the United States fucking history. Why didn't I sing dope, motherfucker? Shut the fuck up. Quit me, quit with this sob story, soft bullshit. And I'm tired of hearing the mental health fucking aspect of it too. I call it mental excuse. I think there's more excuses out there and more soft and able bullshit that you claim mental health over to get out of something and you get your fucking dismissed from something and claim this. And guess what? We as teachers and parents just say, okay, we can't do nothing. Mental health. Motherfucker, but then he's out smoking weed, riding bikes, playing video games all day, staring at a fucking computer monitor for 10 hours, but that's not mental health. There's mental health there. There's mental health so you understand your eyes can't look at a computer screen for fucking 10 hours straight. But guess what? We don't look at that. We don't look into that and say, oh, fuck. I don't think he can look at a computer screen that long and, and have mental health. But he claims it, and now you allow it. 
But that's a whole nother problem, a whole nother fucking discussion on mental health. I believe there is mental health out there, but I don't believe 90% of the ones you see are. So I'm just telling you that the kids, you need to be the CEO of yourself too and go figure out how to fucking be an NCAA eligible. There's a sliding scale with your GPA and your ACT, SAT score for everybody in the Midwest, East Coast, South. West Coast is more SAT based and it's still a sliding scale with your GPA. You got to have 16 core with a GPA equivalent to what you test out at. And then you need 16 core classes and your 10 core need to be done after your junior year. But nobody in America, these kids are not being taught this by their coaches or counselors or teachers or administrators or the people that are getting paid to tell their parents that we're going to take care of and make sure you're going to graduate. You're fucking them. But kids, go be the CEO. Do not put your future in another motherfucker's hands. No excuses. Nobody taught me how to get out of a fucking car from living in it and go fucking hustle and make some money so I don't die in the same car I was in. Nobody taught me that. I said, I better get off my dead ass and go figure this shit out. Nobody came and grabbed my hand. The angels didn't come lift me out of the fucking car in Compton and drag me and fly me over to Beverly Hills and say, you're white. Here you go. Nah, motherfucker, I figured it out. I went and said, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not going to sit here and fucking rot. Let me go do this. All my other boys are doing the same shit and expecting a different result, which is the fucking definition of insanity. So let me not be insane and go do this. But it's tough skin, tough mentality, you know, those things. I think mental health gets this fucking huge Fucking, we, 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 we're quick to claim mental health because kids don't want to really fucking have any, ad, go fight any adversity. They really don't want to have any mental toughness and they really don't want to try to sustain us to have a stable fucking, um, you know, home life on their own accord, not their parents or whoever. They don't want to fight for anything. So of course it's mental health. Why not? Their boys did it. They got away with it. Why wouldn't they do it? Because let's follow the leader, motherfucker. Everybody's soft. They want to all make a left at the stop sign. Nobody wants to branch off and make that right on their own. But it is what it is. The reason I'm saying we've created this monster is Jay Norvell, who I know, he's a head coach of Florida State. You know, from what I know, I don't believe he's done anything besides maybe not talking to this couple kids during the Zoom and all that, which I still think is a little bit bullshit. But anyway... They've had another, the third incident, where another kid came out and blasted his program, Jay Norvell and his program, about protocols, about other things. So that's why I started this program off. What happened to kids coming into the head coach and sitting down and saying, Coach, man, I don't really appreciate how it's happening here. Can we help? Can you help me like, understand what's going on? You're the coach. I'm the kid still. I know I have to stay in my lane. This was a great time of, you know, this one, you know, shit really was happening. But then the coach said yes or no. And then, okay, continued. Guess what the kid did? He went to the AD now, even though that was still a bitch move, in my opinion. We never did it in our age. But let's say you go into the AD. At least it's in-house, okay? Let's just give, I'll give you at least that. But even though I would still ripped your ass or cut you. But anyway, you went to the AD and told AD. Then the AD came to me, and I told the AD the real, and this is what happened. This is the story. 
But anyway, now the kid don't even go to the coach. He don't even go to step one. Mind you, you fucking little spoiled bitch kids. Take your mama's titty out your mouth. Nut up. This man gave you a $100,000 scholarship at Florida State, at Alabama, Clemson, wherever. And you don't have the fucking appreciation in your body to go and talk to the man and say, Coach, what's going on here? You want to blast it out on Twitter before ever speaking to a coach, you soft, enabled fuck. Your parents should be castrated. Your coaches in high school should be fucking castrated. But I bet you money they were fucking sucking your dick so you didn't transfer on them. So they didn't teach you shit because they're scared of losing you. But that's just me being real. And, you know, you, you know, everybody's going to be like, oh, man, he's out of pocket. No, it's not out of pocket, motherfucker. It's called real pocket. Shut the fuck up. We created this monster 20 years ago, and now we have failed and we failed in society because even back in the day, walking down the street, talking shit, older folks would have checked us and we wouldn't have said shit back to them. Our OGs, we didn't know would check us, but we knew because real recognized real. We didn't say shit back to them. Nowadays, I bet you if that happened, a little kid would spark off, then there'd be a problem. But see, this, this, that just don't happen. But we've let Twitter dictate who we are or who we are perceived to be by a bunch of keyboard fucking cowards who are some pedophile fucking fat asses sitting behind a keyboard who ain't never had no pussy, always fucking crying, sucking their teeth about who they could have been. And they watch people like us succeed. And it's just, it's just has stuck in their sorry ass souls for years. This is what's happened. Just so we're clear. And that motherfucker who we went to school with, I'm 44. So you just put anybody in our age group. That cat, who I just mentioned, had kids, and those are the fucking kids that we're dealing with, because nobody put their foot on their ass once they had them, and then when that fat fucking kid came home, and after he disrespected a teacher and a coach and threw an eraser and had a temper tantrum like a little bitch, the, that fat fucking parent we went to school with is totally the person that has allowed it. So I'm just going to be honest. Howard, you would think it's ridiculous because you're a bitch, cowardly fuck like these other fat fucks, you sorry fuck. Why do you swing for my dick so bad, Howard? This dude, hey, just so everybody knows in YouTube Live, this dude named Howard Cushlin, who's a, probably a fake fuck, he goes into my YouTube Live and he DMs me like the bitch he is because he likes my nuts, how they taste, and he comments on all this shit. Such a bitch. I mean, this dude's the biggest bitch I've ever met in my life. Hey, Howard, why don't you come meet me in L.A., motherfucker? You soft fuck. Keyboard coward. Definition, Howard Cushlin. But I bet you that's not his name because he's a bitch. Anyway, ignore Howard because he's a little cunt. So, anyway, um... Uh, so Jay Norvell at Florida State has not, has not had one, but not two, but now three incidents regarding a player blasting him out in his program. So 
I know Jay. I think he's a good dude, like I said, from what I know. So I have no clue um, if this shit is warranted or not. But like I said, it just never used to happen like this. Um, it, it used to be the most intimate setting. And what was done in-house stayed in-house. But now everyone is a tattletale little bitch like Howard. And, you know, everyone wants to be a bitch and, and wants to chase clout. And so... I don't know, man. Howard, you don't spook me, son. You're a bitch. We used to mud stomp motherfuckers like you. You're the guy that gets fucked in jail, you dumb fuck. So snitches get ditches like Howard, and this is how we grew up. But nowadays, nobody's holding these kids accountable, and nobody's holding them to the fire. So that's kind of what – there is no more locker room intimate setting Football shit used to stay in-house. Whatever was in-house stayed in-house. It never left. So, you know, I don't know, man. It's just one of those deals. Um, but if Florida State is really fucking these kids over, you go talk to Coach Norvell, who gave you a $100,000 scholarship, like I said, and say, fuck, man. Make sure it's not a fucking rumor going around. Make sure that it isn't you know, true or something. Maybe there's miscommunication. Someone lied. Fuck me. But you want to go continue and blast us out on Twitter. And Norville made a comment already, and he already came out and said that it was a fucking lie, and there's no truth to it. And so I don't know. I don't get it. So um, furthermore, man, let's keep everything in-house and not tell the teacher that you think is cool but in reality, he's really fucking us in the program, just using your ass to get intel, you fucking soft-enabled rat fucking bastard. That's what you don't get, man. Stop being a fucking snitch. Follow the money, and uh, you'll, you'll figure it out. But those kids are the same ones. They come at you, and they want to do fucking, they want this, and they want this. They want number one jersey, and um, they want to fucking you know, special privilege and they want best cleats and they want the fucking fresh new Adidas and they want all this shit, but they don't want to fucking have no real sit down, intimate talk with the coach. And I don't get it, man. I just don't get it. So we'll see, man. Um, I don't understand it. We've created it, though. We've created this monster. If you don't think we have, you're full of shit. Parents and coaches have created it because we allow it. We don't coach it. So just understand that. Um, so we already know that the Big Ten uh, and the Pac-12 canceled, right? And then the Big 12, the power, the, Pac or the uh, SEC, and the ACC still alive and trying to play. Yesterday, Mark Emmert, NCAA commissioner, president, Finally has came out, hasn't said shit to nobody else. Finally came out and has said, we're canceling all Division I championships, but we're only going to play Power 5 uh, FBS. <laughs> You're a criminal fuck. You're telling me it's about the kids and the health. You've canceled all football besides the FBS Power 5. Now, what fucking sense does that make? If it ain't safe for one, it ain't safe for none. I mean, let's just be honest. But anyway, follow the money. The Big Ten put fucking Nebraska's ass in check yesterday, like I told you they would. I told you guys they would. Um, and uh, they basically told their asses to get on 
and go ahead and lose that hundred million dollars, you shit fucks. And I told you guys, money talks and bullshit walks. So where is the Big Ten going to play in the spring is my question. Because the Big Ten and the Pac-12 came out and said, we're going to play in the spring. Now, let's make sure we're clear. The Big Ten plays in places like East Lansing, Columbus, State College, Detroit. You know, how the fuck are they going to play in the spring? So they're going to play in 10 degrees, flurries, 50-mile-an-hour winds, Whatever the wind may be, but it's at least going to be 15 to 30 in a fucking below temperature deal. You're going to play and we're expected to watch that quality football with 17 to 21 year olds playing in 10 degree weather that have never done it. And we expect to have quality football in the spring. You guys are fooling yourselves. There's only three domes that the Big Ten can play in, and that's in Indianapolis, fucking Detroit, and I think Minneapolis. So you got three bowl, three domes you can play in. So how are you going to do that? You're going to bubble it up during college? Like, this shit's all a money bag chase. I just, I'm just telling you. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Pac-12, Pullman, Washington, you know, a little bit of Eugene, Oregon. You're going to get some wet rain and maybe a little snow later on, uh, January, February in Pullman. But for the majority, the Pac-12 can play on the West Coast. But come on, man. Big Ten, you can't play in January and February. Uh, and I heard Dave from Ohio State say that, play in January. But I hope there's a plan. I just don't see any plan, man. I think everybody's grab bag and throwing shit at the wall and making it stick, which I think is going to create a horrible product. I think we're putting these kids at risk. And I think if you're really about the kids, then... You guys are fooling yourself. Because if you're really about the kids, you would say, fuck this, let's hit the reset button, and we'll we'll play in 21. Because if it ain't safe for one, it ain't safe for none. I don't understand. You're going to keep pl- playing in the Power 5, though. Um, I don't know, man. Playing is only safe for a couple options. I'm just saying. You can't control the weather. In the Pac-12, like I said, besides a few places you can play. But I don't understand this, though. Craig, I appreciate you on YouTube. I don't, I don't understand this one. How can the Pac-12 doctors come out now and say there's been zero heart-related issues, mitochondria or whatever, with COVID, with student-athletes who have been tested? So really, what is the real story here? If there's been no heart-related issues, but then yet we come out and say we're going to cancel because we think there's heart-related issues with COVID, that have tested positive. People that have got COVID have issues with their heart. That's not the case. And it's not in these kids' target demographic age range. So why are we fucking now coming out? Pac-12 got caught yesterday saying, oh, there's no heart. Nobody's tested positive with any heart issues. I don't know, man. I'm just telling you. Some some weird shit's going on. To me, I'm going to tell you my side of it, what I think. Ironically, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are the two teams' conferences that canceled, okay? So, remember, those are the two teams, the two kids in those conferences that fucking both wanted a change and wanted to see some demands met. I think the conferences said, fuck it, we're not going to go through it. Even though the kids hashtag we want to play after that, they came out and said, you know what, fuck the drama. We're going to shut it down real quick. And... We're going to go from there. But 
I don't think so. I don't think uh, I don't think uh, we really know the truth. But those two teams canceling at when they did is ironic to me. It's really time sensitive to me. I don't know why they had to do that. I don't understand. Uh, you know, I really don't get how this is all. You know, there's no reason to cancel when they did. The SEC, the Big 12, ACC, they stayed open for a reason until they know, then cancel. But we've already canceled out here in the Pac-12, Big 10 canceled. And, you know, I think it's because of those fucking two or the two, two leagues that the kids said we want demands. So, uh, I don't know, man. Um, we'll see. But kids out there, young players, take advantage of this COVID shit by using your voices to get something done so the non-caring assholes of America, the NCAA, can feel the wrath and fucking hopefully get something to make this thing better. But you guys want to fucking play, then one day you want demands and you want to control coaches' salaries, and then guess what? Your two conferences just got shut down. You're not playing. I don't know. If I was a coach right now of these young men, and I'm being a real cat that I am, I would tell them to all opt out and play in 21 under more normal circumstances. Because I'm just going to be honest. If we're about the kids and about the safety of the babies and we're all telling the parents this is what we're going to do and put your kid in the best possible situation to succeed and blah, 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 and all these recruiting pitches, then why the fuck aren't you telling him to opt out of this deal and fuck with, stop dealing with the unknown and let's start playing. Let's start resetting. Let's get back to fall 21. We, we, we chalk this up as a loss, fellas. We fucking lost this year. All right. I mean, we got our ass beat, too. Like, this is a good old-fashioned ass-whipping contest. So let's chalk it up. Whatever you want to call it. Governmental fucking uh, election. I don't give a fuck what you say. Biochemical, handmade, whatever you want to say this is. We got our ass beat. Chalk it up as a loss. Let's see how it is in 21, going into 21 fall. And let's start reset the, the whole narrative here and start playing. Let's, let's shoot for that day. Because if we have this in 21, just so everybody knows, we have an entirely different problem. And we may well all kiss our asses goodbye. So they're all going to be granted a year of eligibility. So there's going to be 100 motherfuckers that go to the draft. All right? Let's clear. Let's, let's make sure we're clear. There's going to be at least 100 cats that declare. And then you're going to have some, a bunch of young cats to have to play, right? Number one. Number two, we don't know the situation. We don't know the outcome of this COVID. We don't know anything. Why would we risk it, right? Number three, how about we fucking... Let's all get a year of breath. Let's take our breath. Let's fucking cancel this thing. Let's shoot for 21. Let's help the 100 kids get drafted. Focus on that. Not having to worry if we're going to play, we're not going to play. September 26th, August 30th. Oh, we're going to play in October. Now, January. Let these kids focus on going to the league. Let's cancel that. Let the coaches focus on getting every fucking thing in order and coming up with another contingency plan in case we do have something that happens like this again. Let our coaches and administrators get that going. 
I know coaches want to play because their coaches are in fear of losing their jobs and getting pay cut because of the COVID. Hey, it's going to happen. Welcome to the real world. Welcome coaches to the Walmart worker that is there making $10 an hour that's going to lose his job too. There's nobody exempt from this shit. You may lose your job. There's been coaches already. Bowling Green cut sports in Ohio. Ball State cut sports in Ohio. There's programs cutting sports. Stanford cut sports. So, I mean, it's happening. Wisconsin's going to lose $100 million because they don't play this year in athletics alone. So, just being honest with you guys, but nobody's thinking that way because the, the fucking com- president of the NCAA wants to play FBS only. Yeah, that's so, it's got to be about the kids, man. Let's just play three leagues and uh, those kids can't get sick, right? Nothing can happen to them kids. But just to mind you, those kids got fucking students on campus, 30 to 50,000 kids that there's probably going to be interaction with. Those kids aren't getting tested like the players are, just so we're clear. The kids aren't social distance wearing masks like the players have. They're not getting sprayed down. They're not having all these different things in the facility like the players are. But yet, we're going to have school, but we can't have football. There's got to be yay or nay. It either better be all virtual or none. Can't say no football and then have fucking 50,000 students at UCLA campus. Like, it don't make no sense. But I don't know. Um, this shit is crazy. I, I really don't get it. Um, the kids are going to be granted a year. So... Let's scrap this year, get the kids back another year, let's get eligibility, and the coaches need to focus on getting everything tight. There's a lot of things that can happen if you're really grinding and being a program. Coaches across the country can focus and take a breath, focus on the little things, focus on everything, getting their programs tight. Maybe some lower-end programs want to re-up and help do their build facilities or re-wrap their weight room. There's so much shit that can happen. And then figure out scholarships and numbers and what we lost and what we're going to gain and how this is going to work with high school. Let's help the high school cats that we need at the four-year level. Let's go help them, the states that are playing, and figure out academically how these kids are going to be eligible to come play. Or how about the kids that we're getting offers that don't have a, that ain't going to play this year so there's no film. Let's figure out how to help those guys. And let's scrap this year. And let's come back in 21 and fall. But we're trying to fucking, we're trying to figure this out and play no matter what. And we're going to come up with a shitty product. And we're going to get cats injured. And we're going to have a fucking horrible product on the field trying to play in January. Then play again in the fall. I'm just telling you, man. I mean, either be part of the solution or the problem, man. Quit bitching and quit moaning. Stop giving me these fucking excuses. Give me solutions, ideas. Let's, let's, let's be better than we were before, not fucking worse. And that's why I truly believe take this year off and let's start over in 21. Let's be real. D2 and D3 is over. JUCO's over. High school for the majority is over. So why play three Power 5 conferences and a few mid-majors? It's all over with. If it affects one fucking kid at New Mexico fucking military institute, it affects the same kid at Alabama and Clemson. Like I said, let's chalk this up as a loss. And, you know... It's it's bad business, man. Move on, get better, be better, and get back to normalcy in 21. That's just JB's take. So be it. Um, 
So now the NCAA announces that there will be no D1 championships, like I said, and we'll just play FBS. But, you know, you fucking criminals to me, man. Um, I don't know. If it ain't safe for one, it ain't safe for none. Just keep saying it. Lakers got waxed, but who gives a fuck? AD didn't play. LeBron played first half. Uh, you know, they're getting role players more time. J.R. Smith had nine points, so he scored a few times. Good for him. Hope he da- now don't have some IG model come to the bubble and, and, and do some dumb shit or call a timeout. You know, he's known to do some dumb shit. So we have to relax, Laker fans. I mean, fuck. Why do they need to win these games? Why? Shut the fuck up. It's okay. Let them relax a bit. Clippers beat the Nuggets. Same deal. Seating has basically been done. The Nuggets and the Clippers were going to be two and three regardless, in whatever way you want to look at it. Um, Lakers had the one seat locked. They didn't need to play for shit. So, it is what it is. Um, I wish the Suns and the Blazers were going to play tomorrow. Um, you know, it would have been a great game. It would have been a playoff game, intense intensity in my opinion. But, you know, the Suns went 8-0. They handled their job. They did their thing. Um, fucking Caruso, what a waste of sperm he is. Um, but anyway... I believe the NBA let us down in this regard. I'm truly kidding. I don't believe the NBA let us down. At least we're getting to watch it, and, and they're safe, and there's no COVID, and there's no outbreak like baseball, and there's not a bunch of dump. But I am a proponent of what have you done for us lately, and that's just a coaching mindset. The Suns went 8-0 in the bubble. Memphis went 2-6. and six. Both have had key members hurt. You know, Suns had Ubre out. Obviously, Jackson got hurt in the bubble with Memphis, so that obviously hurt. Um, but I feel like, you know, the NBA could have really sparked our interest by having like a 14 playing sort of the NCAA final final four, which would have been great TV, great excitement for us since we have had no sports in six months, you know, damn near six months. So listen, the competitiveness has been good, great games, good play, no complaints, just saying Memphis deserved the eight seed based on their body of work, which I understand. But if you if you have a play-in game right now, so you're having a play-in game right now um, between Portland and Memphis, right? What was it going to hurt if you had three games total with four teams? So just have Final Four. You get three. You get three fucking games, and you have four teams. They both play tomorrow, and now you got a team that's rolling on fire, Phoenix, and a team that's horrible in the in the bubble, Memphis who could possibly upset Portland and get in and get waxed by the Lakers. I I mean, I'm just saying, it would have been great TV, great drama. It would have been a Final Four that we did not get. I just think that was something that they could have thought of that would have been nice. Um, But I don't think we have enough outside-the-box thinkers out here. No complaints, man, just saying. Um, You know, that's just how, that's just my opinion, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, I think it would have been good TV. Here's my JB's top bubble performers, man, in awards, all right? I got my own deal. And you can all be like, oh, fuck. This is how I go because I'm a coach and I'm an ex-coach and I'm a, whatever you want to call me. First team all bubble to me is Luca, Dame, Booker, Porzingis, and Harden. To me, those are the top five performers in the bubble. Um, you know, you can argue me, um, but I think those are the best players. That's the starting five for me. Rookie of the bubble to me goes to Porter Jr. out of Denver. I think he was uh, the best rookie in the bubble. 
Defensive player of the bubble to me goes to, uh, I think it's Boucher or whatever from Toronto. The young uh, kid, I think he, he, he's, fuck, he averaged like four blocks a game. He balled. MVP to me goes to Booker because he's 8-0. I don't give a fuck about Dame scored 51 points a game since he missed the free throws in the Clipper game. So what? He missed the free throws and lost. So he fucking lost the game. What do you mean? So then you go, you play three shitty teams and score 154 points and you're the GOAT? No, I love Dame. I think Dame's the shit. I'm just telling you, for the bubble, Booker's team went 8-0. and He did more than just score. He's the MVP of the bubble, period. We're just talking bubble. There is no fucking real awards. I'm just telling you my thought. The, big old, the biggest bubble bust, AD, Westbrook, Embiid, and Ben Simmons. This is why. <coughs> I think AD played soft in the bubble. I don't think he had anything to play for, so I'm not really tripping. I think he'll dominate the playoffs. I hope. I want to see some nuts and grit from him, some Shaq type of shit in the playoffs. But at the same time, he didn't really show up for the playoffs. All right, a bubble. All right, so he's a disappointment and he's a bust to me. Westbrook's a bust to me because every fucking playoffs, and I love Westbrook. Is I know his brother. He played out here in Gardena High School football. His brother played receiver. Westbrook gets hurt around this time every fucking year, man. So pressure burst pipes, man. I mean, he's, you're talking about a cat that's never won in the playoffs, and you wonder. But it ain't just him. Embiid bust. Ben Simmons bust. The motherfuckers get hurt. They're the biggest hoes, man. I'm just telling you. I saw Embiid get hit in the wrist and tapped out. He was like this, holding his wrist. Oh, and walked off. I see the ankle roll he had. I see that one. I mean, this these motherfuckers are hurt like no other, man. They need a clean house in Philly. I'm just telling you. They got a good nucleus. One of the two stars got to go. They're always fucking hurt anyway. And... um. And I don't know if Brett Brown, the coach, is the guy. I don't know if they're they're buying this bullshit. I'm just telling you. Biggest worries out of the bubble? Lakers and Houston, in my opinion. Um, I think Houston's going to get drugged by OKC. Houston is who they are. I just don't think they're playoff built. They have the bad nucleus, in my opinion. And coach of the bubble, Monty Williams. Eight and fucking oh. What have you done for me lately? That is period what this is about. That's why I wish Memphis and them would have to play. Because who wants to, why? I understand Memphis had body of work. They're either, they're still under 500 now. Let's be clear. But I understand. But this is a different scenario. We're in a bubble situation. It's all cards are out. This is a totally different ball game. We don't know what's happening here. So why not have a four game play in? Three games. Both would have been played tomorrow. And you would have it like a final four. And you would have your fucking eight seed. Because Phoenix has a great chance to get in there. And it would be a more competitive game. These are a bunch of young cats with, they got baby mamas, man. They don't got wives. LeBron, 17 years in, wife, kids at home, haven't seen them. Phoenix is a bunch of cats just fucking everything and going out and hooping in the street and playing street ball. They don't give a fuck. That's why they're 8-0. Me and my boy were talking about it last night. That's why they're 8-0. They got a bunch of baby mamas at home. They don't got wives and kids like that. You know what I'm saying? They got motherfucking... Young shit that young motherfuckers do. That's their deal. So I don't know, man. Uh, you got to see how how this plays out. Uh, I think it would have been great TV to get Phoenix and Portland in that final game. 
I don't know. Hopefully Memphis can play them. The Nets damn near tried to kick, kick fucking Portland out last night, and they should have won that game. Um, and they're, they're without everybody. The Nets are going to be a problem next year um, if they can keep that team together with the other two fucks. But I still think Kyrie and KD are shitbirds, so who knows how it all works out. Uh, the Seahawks. They cut an undrafted free agent from Oklahoma State. Shocker, Gundy had a rogue player. What? Are you shitting me? No shit. Because that motherfucker is a shitbird too. So, of course, he's going to produce shitbirds. Anyways, he basically tried to jeopardize the Seahawks organization, plus maybe more teams if they were ever to play a scrimmage or a first game. Further proof that every fucking choice made, there's a consequence. And Coach Carroll cut his bitch ass. An unrestricted free agent. Okay? You're not even a fucking... He, he got a signing bonus, fellas. Just so everybody's clear. Of $2,000. So, I'm just telling you. He got a signing bonus for two grand. If I'd have gave you 2200 dog, would you have not brought the fucking broad up to the room? You fuck. Carol cut his bitch ass, and that's what should have happened. If Major League Baseball would have cut a few cats who went out and partied, and if the NBA would have cut fucking Lou Williams' ass for going to the titty bar for the remainder of the bubble, maybe the high school kids and the college kids see this shit and be like, oh, fuck, we cannot do this. But guess what? You just did not coach it. You allowed it, and you just created a whole nother fucking can of worms and now everybody in america saw and i want to be clear leaders create more leaders not more fucking followers and if the fucking major league baseball would have cut some motherfuckers and if lou williams would have been cut for doing what he did and jeopardizing the whole fucking bubble maybe these other kids see it and it's a trickle down and eyes get open and it's called shock treatment we shock treated everyone else by cutting someone else and it's addition by subtraction and whatever else you want to say. Because I don't understand. Coach Carroll gets it. But why can't the other leaders in sports and society get it? It's called shock treatment, man. How do others learn if everything is allowed? Coach it or allow it. Period. And we're allowing it. And you, you don't get the big picture, fucking Adam Silver. I, lo- I, I think Adam Silver is, is the best commissioner. But you don't get the big picture, Roger Goodell. You don't get the big picture, fucking uh, whoever the Major League Baseball guy is. um, Because you are there to, you're not going to, your future is not based on the cats that are playing for you now. It's based on the cats that are in high school and in youth organizations and in college that are coming to your professional level. You're worried about the now. Now is tomorrow. If you don't prep tomorrow today, you're ignorant. So you're not prepping tomorrow today. I'm just saying. I'm just keeping it real. You're you're just not. And I think that you're setting yourself up to fail. And we're continuing to enable these fucking youngsters by not showing and proving that we need to fucking be some more cutthroat, put our foot on these fuckers' necks and teaching these kids what's right from wrong so they don't get away with it. Quit giving them an inch because they will take a fucking yard. Just being honest with you. 
All pro- progress takes out. All progress takes place outside our comfort zone. Just remember that you got to make hard decisions sometimes, and that's just what it is. So, hey man, it's the show for Friday. It's an early morning out here on the West Coast. West Coast, best coast, West West. My boy Gabe, everybody in YouTube live showing up. Um, even my bitch ass haters. Um, and please, Howard, come see me in LA anytime you want. DM me, I'll send you my address. You fucking bitch coward. And we'll go from there. And, uh, hey, August 14th, 2020, show brought to you by Manscaped. And uh, we'll be getting back to some ads later. Hey, my mom's here. Got to bounce. Um, I'm working on my backyard, man. Hey, for the real coach, JB, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Peace. Hope this ain't my last chance. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Best fight of God, man. I'm just telling you. Coach, I don't want to fucking hear your mouth. I'm tired of hearing guys talk back, man. Just say yes, sir. Coach, he fucking hired me. I don't know no better. Fucking sick of it. Take your ass home if you don't want to be here. It's the last.